Jake Gyllenhaal's hair flowing <laughs> through the wind. Jake Gyllenhaal, that's mm. my dreams right there. Mm-hmm. Can you swing Drone warfare. No, can't. Donnie Darko, Mysterio, to Hello, and welcome to another wonderful, amazing, excellent, magnificent, phenomenal episode of We Bought. A mic. Guys, we're here. We're talking Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Oh, shit. Sorry. We're talking the amazing Spider-Man 2. We're talking into the sp- into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> we're talking... In my dreams, we're talking... We're talking Spider-Man on PS2. <laughs> that was a great game. Yeah, I guess yeah, I ended it. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, the Damn. Okay, that was that the first game, game that got what makes Spider-Man fun, which is swinging, swinging around. from a web. That's also, right. it had Mysterio in oh, it. It did. Oh, whoops! Now I think I feel in my brain actually. like you're about to make a transition, but I can't parse it out. Can you help me I out? I can't see through all these hallucinogens. Yeah, I remember playing that game and trying to fight Mysterio, and it was like one of the most difficult parts of that game. Mm. It was hard. Probably because you're punching him, and you realize you're just like punching. Oh, himself. I get. So you're saying it was hard. Speaking of hard, <laughs> I recently saw Jake Gyllenhaal in a t- uh, skin-tight bodysuit. Oh, I gotta go clean myself. All right, up. we can't. I'm sorry, yeah. gotta end the podcast. Hey, everyone. We can't all be straight boy horny for the whole podcast. I we just good luck for a man. With that. Yeah, one of us is gonna be. It's gonna be me. We just had to edit out a whole hour long chunk of us like repeatedly orgasming at the thought of Jake Gyllenhaal. The room is and a now mess. we're back. Yeah. Uh, I. You know what? I'm different. I was orgasming over John Favreau's hairline. Whoa. Well, because that's. Oh. I mean, in a, in a couple years, that's what I'm going to be working with. That that curly, like it's always going to be there a little, but not quite. Like a widow's peak, a little bit. Yeah. Like, but like it's but always. A widow's peak is just right in the very front. Yeah. Favreau's entire head. Is well, it's triangle. it's a widow's peak if you've always had it, but then like guys in their 20s who are balding are like, yeah, I just have a widow's peak. And it's <laughs> like, no, you're losing your hair, dude. Come on. Hey, but Favreau, you know, he he probably gets some plugs or something. He's a swinger. <laughs> Whoa, a okay. web swinger, a web swinger. Whoa, where's Vince Vaughn? Holy shit, he's uh, Vince Vaughn will be playing Thanos' uh, brother, Rhino. <laughs> hey, Actually, everyone. Vince Vaughn as Rhino would be great. Well, welcome to the show. Today we're talking about the latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Spider-Man Universe, Spider-Man Forty Eight. Plugs too. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- what is this? The twenty third movie <laughs> in the Marvel? I think that's right. Yep. Uh, the end to the Infinity War saga. Yes, is how as they're yes, really the trying hard. To what? Yeah, whatever that means. As <laughs> Kevin Feige puts it. However you may interpret is that. that. How you say his name? Yeah. Not Fe- Feige. It's Kevin Feige. Yeah, I definitely Wait. thought it was. Is it? Feige? Is it Feige? Feige. It's not. Feige. It's five guys. That's why he has Asiago cheese. <laughs> let's let's tell the listeners Feige's who we are. Burgers and Freeze. I'm I'm Ernest. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Hunter. I guess. Man, you get two Stella Artois in us, and we're just gone. We're off that soil. Two, 
I had three. Stasia. I was lying. This episode is brought to you by Stella Artois. Have three. Stella Artois. Did you guys know that Stella Artois has live sports? (laughs) Drew Dietzen and our guest today, Greg Noonan. Hey. Back again. Probably remember you from the Velvet Buzzsaw episode that nobody listened to. That's right, yeah. Or my fiance listened to it. Our resident. Is that that what you played when you proposed? (laughs) I was like, listen, listen, I've been on a podcast (laughs) and as a white guy. Yeah, that's it for me. She's like, man, that's that means you have a career. That's so, <laughs> I mean, we brought you back on because you know Velvet Buzzsaw was bad, but it was a Jake Gyllenhaal feature, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. and we had to bring you back in for the Jake Gyllenhaal Redemption tour yep. that he's going on right now. At this point, we're gonna have to bring you back for every Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal major appearance. Well, yeah. it also it can't even be a redemption tour because no one saw Velvet Buzzsaw, so. In the eyes of America, he's never been well, down. Don't wor- I mean, he, he more like Velvet terrible. Buzz didn't saw. Ooh, ooh, damn, <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Well, in in that Velvet movie, no Buzz didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever, whenever you only laugh at your own jokes is my favorite joke. <laughs> he, well, I, I laugh in the voice of someone else to hope that the audience thinks it's another person in the in the crowd laughing. Is that Jake? Jake, is that you? <laughs> Drew. Oh my God, Jake. Oh, Drew. I love you. Thanks for driving me here. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> you sound remarkably similar yeah, to as he disappears into the mystical green <laughs> smoke. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's gone. All right. Don't so know why guys, I had to drive him here. Spider- he's so we're talking about Spider-Man metaphor for the United States in 2019, right? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah, get to I, that. We, we're gonna have to save that little. Part. Okay. Yes. So it, on that note. It, this movie, it's a new MCU movie. Everyone's going to fucking see it. We went to the theater. It was packed. Yeah, it's pooping off. You're going to see it. You're going to know what happens. We're going to get into spoilers. This movie, like we said with Endgame, it's full of spoilers. If you've seen the movie, you've been spoiled. So don't get spoiled by listening to the podcast because the movie already has the spoilers well, in it. <laughs> okay, so I will say on that note, if you have any familiarity with comics as a whole, then you kind of know what's happening. You don't even have to like, like have a good yeah, yeah. A, like you don't even have to have a deep This isn't Captain Marvel where you're be like, "Oh my god." Yeah, that's... the shapeshifters are good. That's not it if you no. have any idea with Spider-Man, then you know the twists that are coming. The thing that you There's think is going to happen is absolutely well, the act yeah, two turn. So <laughs> that that thing. almost bothered me because I actually don't know anything about these comics. Really? Yeah. So if I had just seen the movie with no everyone on Earth act, apparently has also read the comics, you know, like I would have been truly surprised. Except my problem is that maybe I wouldn't have. And we're, we're going to get into what that means. So, oh, okay. So overall thoughts before we'll just do this quickly before we good get movie. Vegas spoilers fun um, movie it's it's good um it's a good little epilogue to this little thing um i have complaints about it that uh for uh tony stark not being in this movie he's kind of a main player in this movie he's the star <laughs> he's kind of a star <laughs> yeah uh which i guess was intentional um best part about this movie is that once again uh Marvel kind of knows what they're doing with this whole casting thing, and Tom Holland and Zendaya together, they they got chemistry. Yes, and they have like 
baby boy and baby girl chemistry. Yeah, that's, so it, and that's one thing that really plays into the future um, of this. That's yeah. something I made a pros and cons list, and that's <laughs> something that's on my pros list is basically the fact that we get a romance in this movie. And it's played much differently than what we got with uh, Kristen Dunst and Tobey Maguire and then with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, where those romances were very sort of like movie, movie romances where it's like, oh, the 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 epic sweep off the feet. Kiss her, damn it. And I mean, there are moments this winks. At the Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Yeah, the go get him tiger. Yeah, of well, course it does. It also, the thing where she's terrified to be swung through the air. Yes, mm. which is where, in like, the Kirsten trailers. Dunst is like, oh. Yeah. Uh, but also, in, this, in this movie. They don't look like they're 30, and they aren't actually 30 like they are in the yeah. other. They're, they're 24 like high schoolers really are. <laughs> <laughs> but in, well, in this universe. Kinda. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Never mind. In, I'm wrong. In this movie, we get. Like we did in Homecoming, a solid like high school comedy, and in that putting the romance in that, it gives it this awkwardness that I found really effective, where it's not this epic grand romantic gestures left and right. It's not a couple that's trying to decide if they're going to get married. It's a couple that's like falling in love for the first time in their lives. Yeah, yeah. and it's very that's very uncomfortable that's a great way to, to watch. It. Yeah, because yeah. it's just so. He don't know what they're doing. He doesn't know what he's. Do- yeah, he, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and it's it's great. And that's she, what Spider-Man is. And uh, Zendaya is putting in an amazing performance, and yeah. she's written brilliantly, also. Um, but I was kind of talking with you about this earlier, Greg. Tom Holland is oh my god to me he's approaching michael j fox echelon of like and like like ferris bueller matthew broderick echelon of like the best young actors carrying a movie i've seen in my whole life no shit that's a great i I wouldn't have thought of that that's which is is crazy the best shit i've ever seen i totally agree and it's crazy to say that because we've seen him already act his ass off in multiple other films because this is his fifth appearance as spider-man that's right Mm -hmm. yeah so, in just in Infinity War and Endgame, he had two very brief moments to uh, really shine, you know. And he does, yeah. It, but Tom but Holland it, steals Infinity War almost single handed. Yeah, in like, like one, one minute. fucking yeah. second. Yeah. Yeah. So I will. I'm just. I don't. I'm not gonna say that I necessarily agree if with you this say take. A goddamn word about but Tom Holland. But just to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, that we should keep in mind that won't be necessarily in the coming movies. In all these Spider-Man movies, they are very much an ensemble piece, and even in a movie that doesn't directly have Tony Stark in it, Tony Stark is still a major character. So. That being said, I do want to see what it will be like when it's just Spidey. I don't think it ever will be, but because of the way the MCU is built. Yes. uh, So we won't have, like, the original Iron Man or even, like, something like Thor where it's just their own vehicle. I have very specific thoughts on what they should do with the next Spider-Man for that reason Um, exactly. However, I'm, I'm speaking of when this man is on the screen... Everyone in the audience is just there. It's like butterflies in your stomach level of like not like a crush, but just like this is what He's I go to the star. movies for. He's a movie star. Yeah, he is so lovable. 
so adorable, so cute, but and also vulnerable. He's everything that this character needs. Uh, fuck everybody's childhoods. He's better than Tobey Maguire is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. The movies no might question. not be better, but he is better objectively. I'm not hearing and any Andrew other take. Garfield, for he sure. Is, well, yeah. Andrew well, no, got a bad. Uh, he which, got a bad. Which uh, is sad to say rap. because Andrew Garfield is such a. He's good a great actor. Thing is, yeah. and th- this is the tritest, most like yeah, no shit take ever. But like Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker and a bad Spider Man, and Andrew Garfield was a bad Peter Parker and a good Spider Man, and yeah. Tom Holland is good at both. Yeah. Because you need your Spider Man. Spider Man, mythologically, right, is the superhero of adolescence. And so what he needs to be mythologically is like a person who is what you never were when you were a teenager, but also everything that yeah, you but were also, when you were a teenager. <laughs> but also you as a teenager. It's like comic book movies are about the empowering the marginalized, you know, what, regardless of the degree to which that's problematic retrospectively. Yeah. And he's the, he is the empowering of the teenage kid who's like, I, I could be all of these things. Mm. And I feel like I have all this potential inside me, but I'm so fucking weird and scared and, and I, yeah. none of that makes any sense. And I have webs that come out of my hands. That that nails it. And I think yeah. I think the and Tom Holland fucking. Oh my God! He gets yeah. he's like right there. It's like the vo- yeah the it's, vulnerability. It's really the, wild. The the crutch there, I think, and it, my cons list is half of it is just questions that I want answered over the course of this podcast, and one of them is like, does Tony need to be such a big influence on the story of this so movie? Is I, that necessary? I like because part of me thinks yes for, for sure. this movie. I think it did, but this- part of me thinks no. So I I do think that, and it almost feels not fair to Spider-Man that, unfortunately, Spider-Man had to act as the epilogue to Endgame. Yeah. That, I mean, maybe that wasn't fair to Spider-Man, but we needed an epilogue. We needed answers to what is this world like post-blip, as they call it. Where like just people just disappeared for five years and then they come back. I like and too that they don't call well. it the snap. Yeah, I like it's just the blip. Um, but I also think that it worked well for it to be a Spider-Man movie because Spider-Man has always been the most light-hearted of the Marvel characters since he's been introduced. So we didn't need another like very dour and dramatic realization of like, oh god, now we're back here in this world again. <laughs> And yeah. oh no, everything has changed, but well, yeah. everything is the same. What if what if it it's, just resumed just needed... at the the funeral scene? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go to school." <laughs> no, like we needed, we kind of needed it to come into this franchise of yeah. all franchises that it can just be treated as like a joke that like there's a kid who's just like this like booger eating little kid like little tween that is now just like a hot hunk because when everybody else blipped he was just like getting ripped and jacked <laughs> and now guy. he's just like the hunk i know well, and also not and to mention the very opening sequence is one of the best executions of an exposition well, let's, yeah. to our guy let's um, save let's save some of those details for spoilers so let's just give I like we just were Let's just give final spoiler-free um, thoughts, and then okay. we can spoil the I, shit out of the movie. I truly enjoyed this movie uh, in its entirety. A large part of that is due to Tom Holland. A large part of it is due to the fact that this is a good Marvel movie. I, I don't think this is top, top-tier Marvel. I almost think that Homecoming yeah. might, is better. I would I, I'd agree I with would that. agree with I'd that, uh, mainly because of Michael Keaton. Well, and just it's it, – yeah. that is – 
like you know the MCU looms large in both of these movies, but it is a little smaller in that movie. Well, that and I will say, I mean, you brought Michael Keatonerist, and like, well, we're going to talk about Gyllenhaal. And I think that Gyllenhaal gives a better performance in this movie, but Michael Keaton has a better character. Yeah, of he course. He actually feels of, yeah. like a real character. Well, where because there is of, some, of the, the links stuff, to Peter. Yeah, and I mean, there's some stuff in this movie where it feels kind of retread of villain stuff from the first movie. Um, there's, yeah. What do you think? Everything that I want to talk about is how this movie connects. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Everything connects. Like, I, I maybe that it's on the eve of the birth of our nation, but all I can think <laughs> about is we're already there. We're five minutes into July Fourth. Oh, right oh now. Jesus Christ! Happy birthday! Happy! Trump. I didn't set my yard oh, on fire. God. Uh, <laughs> into it, stripes and stars. Yeah. Uh, everything I want to no, talk about. No, into a pentagram. <laughs> is how this fits into the looming specter of Disney as a media conglomerate, and also how it fits into like the weird comments that it makes on things that are happening right now. I, I, and I definitely Big think time. it intentionally does that. I don't oh, think I was. Oh, it's without that a into. doubt. I and I mean, it really gets defined in full earnest towards the end. Yeah. It's, going it's into the, the end first. Credits it's the it's, first superhero movie of the Trump it's era. It's definitely the <laughs> first superhero movie of the Trump era. And I like that's that's funny. But I also think that's true, man. Yeah. I, I think this is a movie that almost is afraid of the commentary it's making. Well, Whoa. it has to be because of what Disney is and because right, of yeah. what the MCU and that's, is. So that's the, my whole everything that I think about this movie is that the thrust of a villain who's literally playing with the idea of truth versus a media conglomerate that is also definitely doing that versus the political climate in which that media conglomerate exists and knows that it has to distance itself from that political climate, but not so much that it alienates the people who have the money to yeah. actually come to its fucking park. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. well. It's, it has to be scathing, but it also has, half of the audience has to not realize that. And then almost. how that fits into my appraisal of Spider-Man as like an adolescent kind of mythological thing. Like, it was really fascinating. So how do you feel about it, though? I liked it. I liked it. I liked it because you're going to like every MCU movie ever made, man. You're, yeah, at this point, it's no way out. such a formula. They, they have it figured out. I, I, yeah. Like, I'd give this movie, like, a seven. That's it's just, like, a solid seven. Like, it's just, it's a good movie. I'd go, I'd go like, a strong seven. Like, six, I'm more on the six, eight seven. side. Yeah. I'm more on the eight side yeah. just because I loved Tom Holland so He's much. I do. And yeah. I love Jake Gyllenhaal so much. Yeah. And even though the story... Uh, there's a lot of things that like I loved about this movie that I just can't talk about until we get to spoilers. But there's some things in here that like I never thought I was gonna get to see in a Spider-Man movie ever, and I saw them in this movie. And oh, when, he, just when he whips brought... his dick out, <laughs> it just man, the brought Peter me... Pecker. When <laughs> Zendaya me... whips her dick out, it brought me so much joy. Uh, and I'm just I'm just all in on this shit, man. Like. Obviously, I, I, yeah. it doesn't deliver on the emotional payoff that Endgame does, but it, it it manages to tell a little bit of a smaller stake story with this sort of intellectual weight that you're bringing up, Greg, without like feeling totally off because all of these MCU movies they have to fit into a certain mold, That's... and when you throw in like an actor like Jake Gyllenhaal. And some of these like kind of more 
uh, kind of weightier themes and the fact that you are focusing it on uh, here's another big pro that's on my list is the fact that it focuses on the classmates. The fact that that's the stakes of this movie is Peter's classmates. That was not the case in the first movie in Homecoming. He was more concerned about his relationship with Tony Stark and, you know, feeling like he was up to the challenge of playing with the big boys. That was the, the main arc of that movie is like, yeah. oh, you're Spider-Man, but you're not a superhero. Yeah, that's right. In this movie, it's about how he feels the need to protect his friends. And that's the, the, the stakes of the yeah, movie. I, I really like I, that I like part. that a lot, too. Uh, and for the sake of variance, I'm going to give it an eight. Because Whoa. as far as what did the movie want to accomplish, I think it accomplished all of that. Um, I think it is handicapped very severely by the fact that it has a twist that was spoiled if you've ever been on www.google.com. Like, it's this twist has been all over the Internet's ass for months. What the and, well, not not, already, not the end end twist, but the middle the, twist, the main thrust. Well, yeah, we, I mean, like I said earlier, a lot of us in our generation, we played the video games, we consumed the I also, comic books to an extent. It doesn't. Well, what what they added to it is the prescience and the relevance of they yeah. they made it into such a current story that you would think that they invented this villain for right now. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. So I love that it did a lot of things that I just didn't expect. And it, I think it accomplished what it wanted to. There are things that I find deeply, not like deeply wrong, but I truly didn't like about the movie. But most of the time it was overridden by the fact that this was a really good time and I enjoyed watching it. And to get depth out of a movie that's main purpose is to be fun, uh, I found great. I enjoyed so, it. So um, one other thing uh, before we move into spoilers that I will say is that talked about like kind of some of the grand ideas that's in it that feels very much like a Trump superhero movie and everything else um that stuff didn't necessarily work for me that great um dang I thought that some of it it was just like it was either too on the nose or it wasn't on the nose enough that mm -hmm. I would have rather either had more of it or less of it um but I will say this does stand by my rule about movies that if you just shoot anything in Europe, it automatically makes it look better. Oh, it, looks, <laughs> it just it adds. Looks, it adds. Did like you see two it in points. IMAX? Yeah, yeah I, saw it, IMAX? I saw it. I saw IMAX. Dude, the Venice scene. Yeah, it's, gorgeous. It's just it's gorgeous, and I'm just like, yeah, this just makes this even. This could be the most boring shit ever. This is a fun new twist on xenophobia. Is framing it as no, it makes it better, so that means it's worse to be in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the scene. Coming by your name was horrible because of Europe. Yeah, I saw the scene of Mexico, <laughs> and I was like, "Ew, that looks gross and dirty. We should build a wall." <laughs> that, and that's crazy because the twist villain is Wall Builder Man. Yeah, that was that was wild. Yeah, he yeah. like pulls out bricks the, and he's like, yeah. wall. he's wearing a sombrero. <laughs> yeah, and the twist villain is Joe the Plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the real elemental was the friends we made along the way. Oh um, shit. All right, so yeah. let's get into spoilers. Fucking spoil this. You've shit. seen this movie. It it I don't I I try to pull up the box office numbers. They're not up yet because of the holiday. I bet Tuesday. it's a lot. But it's a fucking Spider-Man movie in July. On the 4th of July. Um, it's going to do huge numbers. So Do you think it'll be one of the biggest grossing? I don't I, really care. There is a possibility for it to hit numbers it just already, because of it the already timing. hit uh it already broke a record of like the highest grossing Tuesday of all time, I well, think. Well, it's a 
it does have the benefit that yeah. it's coming out on Tuesday. What other big films yeah. are released I mean, on okay. Tuesday? Yeah, just whenever Christmas is on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, we recommend the movie. Uh, at this point, recommending an MCU movie it's is like pointless. recommending I could water. say, like, no, I don't recommend this. You've already seen it anyway, it, so that, what it, is it? I'm wasting am it. I, am I taking that from Fantasy? Is that what Fantasy said? I think that's who he said it. Like, Probably. It's, it's like, you should drink water. Yeah. Dude, like, <laughs> bro, have you seen bro. bro, have you seen the sky? <laughs> it's really blue. Um, anyway, so, so spoilers op- now. Yeah, so opening sequence, loved. Yeah, Big great, fan. Great. Huge fan. Okay, Brilliant. before then, I want to get to one of my cons, which is the new IMAX intro. Oh, my God. Is completely nuts to the point that I thought <laughs> it was a mysterious. I I'm fucking serious. I literally hundred more. I literally thought I was being taken on a <laughs> mysterious <laughs> acid is, trip. It's an IMAX at AMC commercial that plays right before it where you go into this depths and journeys of the IMAX world. Have you not seen one? That was the first time it? I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. And then we're 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 seeing all these that's different worlds. And that's one of your that's one of your cons <laughs> for the movie. I'm just saying I thought the movie had started and then it said Welcome to IMAX. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I guess the movie hasn't fucking started yet. That's amazing. That You're you getting that, that was a yeah. mysterious nuance, like, trip. nuance critique on We Bought a Mic. Yo, I didn't like the trailers. <laughs> this is a three out of ten. Anyway, <laughs> yes, the Whitney Houston over the yes, opening. Whitney Houston. Oh, wait, before that, we're in the desert in Mexico and we're introduced to yeah. Sam Jackson, Maria Hill. And Jake Gyllenhaal, and Jake he's like, "You just, don't want any part of he's this." He's just a good guy, man. Like he's just a good. He's just dude. saving the world. You know, he might be the next Avenger. So I guess I'll save it. But that, yeah, that that whole part was a part, that folds into my biggest problem with the movie, which we'll get to later. Oh, um, I do so want to talk does, about the opening. I sequence. will say because I mean. We're in spoilers now. Uh, Mysterio bad. I mean, everybody in the world knew that. I love the corniness of his whole, like, everything that he's doing. Because then it just kind of becomes a joke throughout the whole thing of, like, you killed my family! (laughs) Like, he's just like, you don't want any part of this. (laughs) I love, like, the full corn dog. all written. Yeah. He has a team yeah. that he has like, a makes script, the script. He has script writers yeah. that are writing this it, whole thing. It really reminded me of the, the the writer of Westworld, the guy who like the writer character. You know how yeah. everything he yeah. writes is so melodramatic, and it's like yeah. God, this guy sucks. His Except own dick. that's a show that takes itself seriously, and this is a movie that doesn't really take itself well, seriously. In but let's moments. let's jump to this uh, high school yeah. montage. Amazing, like, full of Getty image. Yeah, two, Whitney Houston over the Marvel credit. Because, like, this was sneakily maybe the trickiest thing they pulled off in this movie, I think. The tone shift. Well, yeah, yeah. the tone shift. The fact that we all know that there has to be an exposition dump. We have to know how they're treating this blip and, like, what happened in in the entire world and also within this high school. We have to know exactly what the rules are. Which, because I was super team It's a Prequel back before we knew when this was set. Because I was like, fucking no way. I put out a Twitter poll for whether or not Far From Home takes place before or after Endgame, and it was 50-50 on that mm-hmm. poll. Yeah, I, th- I thought we were going to see him swing, <laughs> like, the, the, the school bus that he swings out of to get on the spaceship was going to be the school bus pulling back into the school. That's fair. That's like, totally fair. I thought it was going to be that exactly, like, he was going to learn how to be a hero on this trip. Yeah. Because surely 
Disney wouldn't write themselves into the unimaginably complicated corner of a world where five uh, high school students disappeared for five years. What the fuck? This was the only way to pull this off. I swear to God. Like, it's so hard what they did here. They it's like a shitty school news broadcast in the vein of like Inside SoCal by Kyle Mooney. And it's so fucking it's it's like it's it's hilarious with such love. And I know. But it it also throws so much information at you. And you hardly notice. You're like, well, at least for me, I was like, I know what they're doing, but I love this. I I did have a frown on my face. I wasn't like crying, but I was like, man. I'm not ready to laugh at this right now. Oh, I was. I'm still hurting, man. God, you're such a fanboy. I'm, I'm like my my Tony's death is my was... my tears are like welling up. But then I was like, okay, I'm but feeling then you see the our shit. guy from uh, from Love Simon and Brigsby Bear pop up, uh, Mister Dave <laughs> McCary. <laughs> I, I feel the George shift. Lindenberg Jr. Is that the dude who's in the yeah. Opening? I feel the shift of the tone happening where it's like, okay, we're going from this over the top, super emotional, dramatic tone of Endgame into the comedy of this movie. Balls to the walls comic booky. Yeah. Like, think about the level of like, imagine Endgame coming out 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, the villain is a giant purple guy. (laughs) Like,. Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight was like, okay, no one ever calls him Batman. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus, I guess he has to have the ears, but everything, yeah. like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Does he have like, to be a bat? And it's like, okay, no, 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 no. The, the villain is a purple guy. He's from a planet called Titan. He's got a glove with magic rocks in it. And people were like, fuck yeah. Base, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the thing like, here I is... Like, I relate to this super villain. Here. Yeah, people the, were like, he's kind of a cool guy. This movie is insanely comic booky. Like, yeah. this whole movie... And this, as long as we're on this opening sequence, like, right away, I'm just thinking, like, who is seeing this movie without knowing the implications of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I feel like, can we say at this point, if you're going to see a Marvel movie, you've probably seen a lot of them. But, Greg, listen, like, here's the (laughs) thing. Here's the thing. They're they're making so many of these movies that there's going to come a point where there are too many to see. Oh, I haven't seen a bunch of them. Oh, well, just wait until, like, 50 years from now when we, like, tell our kids about this, and they're like, I... Well, Endgame had, is, like, the highest rated. I guess I'll just jump right in with this one. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and they're like, think oh, about the people, I, think I'm about, watching It's like gibberish. Zeppelin IV. Think about nothing. the people that are taking their kids to this movie that are just old enough to see it but haven't been old enough to keep up with the series up to a certain point. Iron Man came out in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, here's the other thing. Uh, parents don't take their kids to these movies when they're old enough. Yeah. The theater I is packed with five-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. Toddlers. So you like to you have to remind them of what happened because they don't know what cinematic universe this fucking movie's yeah, in. They, they don't Nick have a clue. Fury and they're like, who is yeah, that? Yeah, they don't know. Like, there was, millions fair, of people really benefited from remembering that. To be fair, there was a person who is about like in their like upper teens to early 20s next to me where before this movie started, a trailer for Joker played and yeah. they were just like, so is that the next is that the next Marvel movie? Oh, so oh, no. I mean, yeah, people. That's don't just a thing. Know. It's a, that's fine. I don't even. But... I don't even want to like just shit on children. That I think that it's a lot of people that don't. Yeah, even people who like don't happening. care about movies because they have like jobs. But that's, so that's what I'm saying, though. Are there normal people that don't 
that haven't been invested in the whole universe yes. are going to just go to see the second Spider-Man At the very movie? least, there are millions of people who could sh- certainly use a refresher. And to do it in a very funny, inventive oh, way no, I'm not even, is I'm, great. I'm not even commenting on the refresher. I'm just commenting on the state of where we're at in Marvel movie-dom. Yeah. It's TV. Yes. Right. It's, it's at this TV. point, And it's you feel an TV, investment right? to keep up with every yeah. episode. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I totally agree with the point that if, like, if you haven't kept up with it, this is the best possible way to fill you There's in. There's no other way. And to and to also, like you said, tonally shift like yeah, that. Set up. I I loved that because I didn't want them to like to baby us into it like, hey, we know you're sad, but no, just like hard reset button. This is gonna be a well, funny one. And it it's okay. It doesn't totally shit on that because there are emotional moments. Yeah, it's not like a, a couple moments too many to me for my taste. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. A little bit too belaboring the point that yeah, Tony's Mr. fucking Mr. dead. Tony Stark, I, I, oh, I'm sad about Star- Tony. Um, <laughs> can we real quick can we before talk about we the convenience <laughs> of Tony and all of his friends from the first Spider-Man? They just all happen to not. Snapshot away. Can, They're just all good. While we're on, while we're on this, before we move on from this, I just I want to talk about the implications that this uh, blip explanation brings. The up. homelessness Where, thing is it's really, wild. Well, there's so think, there's a lot. Yeah, you can't think could, about it too hard. We it could, gets wild. We no, could yeah. do a lot, a whole podcast on this, but well, that's there's, one of the things. There's a shot where it shows the band showing up in the exact yeah, same spot <laughs> and it insane. just it just made me think like hold on a second <laughs> so if people show up in the exact same spot where they disappeared what happens to the people that like were having sex while they disappeared yeah or were on an airplane they just plummet to the or death, right? maybe they disappeared and they built a building around them and they appear like into a wall <laughs> That's a great sequel. <laughs> I mean, that was one of my problems. Like, the only issue that I had with the resolution of Endgame is that the way that they resolved it is like, I don't... Is that a win? <laughs> well, I mean, so I mean, that's the whole hey, thing. Hey, you're all back. Just fucking ruined millions of people's lives. But they are treating, at this point in the series, really, with Endgame, they've just made these movies full-on comic book in the point where they can just, like... It's just okay. Yeah, the science it's just it's just there right, and like right, right. just yep. don't question well, it as long as you don't question yeah. it we can just like yada yada enough to like right. get Yeah, I real. I really didn't want to think about it that hard because that also brings up the intense emotional logistics of uh, showing up back at your house and your husband has married a new woman and you have yeah. new, like yeah, no, has new kids. Which they make a joke out of with a uh, yeah, um, they R- did. I, uh, what's his name? The not JB Smooth uh, <laughs> teacher who's Martin Star. Martin Star. Yeah, whenever he's on there, he's just like, yeah, they tell you about what happened oh, to yeah, me. His, yeah, he she told me she disappeared, but she did it. She didn't. Yeah, we had a funeral and everything. That's, that which and is then, very funny. What I'm desperately hoping for is that. Part of this new uh, Disney Empire forever for a thousand years, a hundred years, Rick and Morty dot com Disney mm-hmm. streaming service. I'm familiar. Is a show that's just people who just fucking live in New York in the MCU. I need that po- show. Like post, just it's like, what Agents or just of Shield at all should have been. Yeah, yeah, but well, they're not Agents of Shield. They're just like a guy who's a cab driver and a lady who owns a deli. There was, and so there was a TV show that was going to be that, and it ended up getting a uh, focus group to death, and it completely got ruined. Yeah, no, it needs it, to remember, be written by like David Cross. Yes, like, do you remember it this? Needs to be I, yeah. like, I think it was called Powerless. It was on like yeah. NBC. Vanessa yeah. Hudgens was in it. It was gonna be about like the cleanup crew that cleans up all the shit. Yeah. For sure. And then they ended up just making it so they're like heroes' friends, basically. No, see, dumb. I, I yeah. We need to You're right. understand what it is what... to just be a normal person in a nightmare world. 
Yeah, this yeah, is that's, hell. Things are this overall bad. Worse, worse for them. Horrible. Like just when you think it couldn't get that's worse. That's a Disney Plus show. Yeah. For, that, that's what we were saying. That's a the, Disney XD show. There's a talking dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there could be a talking dog. No, no, like, I know what you mean. Like the, it needs to be like a grounded show. I like mean, that'd be great. Well, yeah. guys, we need to get to what our listeners have been clamoring for that's and why we have Greg on today. Gyllenhaal thirst. The bowl. My love. My oh, darling, God. my sweet hunk of a specimen. So Jake I said to Gyllenhaal. you, as soon as I came in here, I said, as that soon as you came, I I was ejaculating the whole way home from the theater. Yeah, um, we had to cut out a whole hour and a half out of this podcast. Yeah, it was just orgasmic mm. noises repeatedly. Jakey, the um, the perfect combination of twink and bear. So you know, people, people online they keep saying words like. Zaddy and Daddy, and like they have no meaning or context until you see Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> so here's the with thing about beard. Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought like going in, I was like, yeah, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal could do whatever he wanted to my body. Turns out he doesn't even have to do whatever he wants to my body. He could just make me think that he was show doing me. whatever he wanted to my body. Show me what you would do to me, Jake. And that's all that I need. And oh god, man, that hair. His this is like might be this an enemy hair. For Jake Gyllenhaal, I was like, Peach. so yeah, yeah. I I'm that for sure. Jakey is hot, but he's not in my top tier of guys who I'd consider because you know why? His, for me, his defining f- performance by far is Nightcrawler, and I can't get the eyes yeah, out of my head. Yeah, yeah. I can't get the fucking eyes he's out of my fucking, head. He's terrifying. <laughs> I, 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 that, that's actually life. the thing he, that put him at the top of my list. Well, actually, now that, now that you wear me like a people suit, Jake. <laughs> I before we recorded, I asked you guys to think about your favorite Gyllenhaal line reading, your favorite moment from this film. And now that you mentioned Nightcrawler, mine that I thought of really makes me think of Nightcrawler. It's the rehearsal scene. Oh, you stole yeah. mine. Dude, this scene. That's... I mean, it's not stealing if it's the best fucking moment in the movie. Um, it's the best moment. Well, in the that's, movie. Because that's when he's he becomes a Gyllenhaal character. Yeah. Instead he of being that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. fucking <laughs> shit, and it's glorious. So, okay, so that's the whole thing about... I mean, we're skipping ahead a bit, but I just we can't hold back the Gyllenhaal thirst any <laughs> any longer. We just gotta get into it. Well, we're really not so, like yada yada. They go to Europe. Gyllenhaal is this separate hero who's fighting all these really generic monsters. But you know for sure, look, I, the yeah. elementals don't look great. I was hoping for more. They really the one do in not Prague, look good. The fire one in the Prague was one my good. that was my personal favorite. Well, I, that's also well, yeah, I didn't think that that no, one, because Hunter, it was all shot at night. The, so the problem like, the problem isn't special effects technology. It's just the drone technology is there yet well, well yeah I projectors mean, I think, okay. not there. <laughs> i do think there's a case to be made that there i i don't know that it is yeah i mean like you could make the argument that that's plotted that it doesn't <laughs> you could but i don't think it's true so there's yeah. there's multiple, multiple no 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 it looks back because it's on purpose multiple yeah. things working here <laughs> one um does anybody really give a shit about drones anymore that seems like a very like 2016 no, idea that we're just like man drones they're gonna kill us they're, as long as they're killing people in the middle east they're relevant yeah, yeah, i just i don't care still, maybe you don't read the articles that, but they're still decimating human beings wait what's happening yeah. in the middle east here? is it bad Ball no no it's not i bad. thought it was cool it's, it's everybody's still, we're, we're out of there right yeah no we we're okay, completely cool. out um, everyone's I, getting along i thought we got out of there at like 94 yeah. Um, oh yeah. Twin we, Towers yeah. still there. We just presented like, like HW guys out there, right? There's like five <laughs> different Splinter conversations we could go <laughs> down right now. So because one of them is 
Tony Stark being a fucking war yeah. criminal also, still. Yeah, he's still, Even after. He's, Tony Stark is also, yeah. Everything. Tony Stark is Lex Luthor. But he spent, his entire arc in the MCU is to. To, uh, to never learn anything and well, die no, futilely? Well, no, to, to, re, re, to reach redemption, self-redemption of himself Sucks from to the be first Tony, Iron Tony, I guess. Tony Stark has had more drone killings than the last five so presidents. In the in the vein of, I didn't actually see it, but in the vein of like Brightburn or Hancock, like these random like superhero movies that kind of come out of left field that are like kind of seditious. Anti-superhero movies. desperately needs to be a movie about a billionaire who is Batman and Iron Man, but the way that would actually go down because that it's is Jeff the Bezos. fucking last thing you want. Mm. And this movie does a good job of mm. being like, yeah, that would be bad. I So I rewatched Iron Man the other day, the first one. One. It's and, tough, dude. Well, I still, you know, I love it for personal purposes. Like we ten were years ago, way cooler with well, terrorists a, just getting a, exactly it's murdered. A Bush, it's very much a Bush it's era. A Bush era yeah. yeah, and just uh, in general, movie. movies were just infiltrated with this pro-war narrative. Right. Where even if Iron Man yes. becomes anti-war, that movie is still well, not anti-war. Dude, not to the all. point, to the point that there is actually a history of movies being funded by the U.S. Yeah, military. Of, of course, course. Yeah. and it works. People. Kids grow up thinking the army this is epic Pearl, because the movies are epic. Did you see this Pearl Harbor movie trailer that's coming out? This oh, commercial yeah. for the Navy? Yeah. No, that it's a fucking Roland Emmerich movie. Yeah, He's it looks back. like a sack of tits. Yeah. yeah. So Iron Man is is soaking with that, and the character in general is. I totally agree with you, actually, because while he does, he has so much sentimental value to us as a character, and we've seen his arc, and we've seen him try to be good and become good, and they milk that in but this movie. But his Iron Man's fucking peons would not end up liking him. Like, no, they would no. simply not. Well, that's the thing. So I, when, when we first got here, I said there's, like, a little brief anti-union kind of message in this where, like, the villain in this movie is his workers assembling. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was a drunken piece of shit with godlike <laughs> yeah. powers. And do you, think, do, you, do you think Iron Man Tony Stark was a big fan of, like, the 40-hour work week? Yeah. <laughs> I, no. no. He was working these people to death and then just, like, being mean to them. And here's, here's another uh, – this brings up another one of my cons that, that's yet another question I want answered is, like, how fucking – fucking naive is peter parker supposed to be that he gets this he's technology like a genius too yeah he's supposed to be a genius and he gets this technology handed down to him by a guy that's supposed to be an even bigger genius and it's like well i'm gonna try to murder everyone with it well I, he doesn't do it consciously but he's yeah, he stupid enough to do it and then after that he trusts some guy to just Hand yeah, it I, over I to like that. Okay. that is but that, that is so, what, is this so is this a massive problem in, in the keeping story? with my belief that the fundamental thing that I like so if the fundamental thing that Batman is is that he's vengeance right like the fundamental thing that Spider Man is is that he's an adolescent so in that sense it does make sense like part of the deal with being an adolescent is like believing endlessly that people are better than they that are that people are good yeah. And, like, that's Spider-Man's endless problem. I also – my pitch for the next movie revolves around that. So the, the villain in the next movie – we don't have to get onto this right now. But the villain in the next movie should be Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Ooh, I'd be all in on that. That'd be dope. Um, 
Yeah, no, I do want to. I We're going to so thoughts. We'll talk about like, the next movie. Would you I, do a Sinister Six? Yeah, and that? fucking yeah, um, of course. Because Kingpin would do would yes. go right and into Sinister it should be Six. This, and and Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin should be winking at Trump. Um, it, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, I did want to because J. Jonah Jameson is Alex Jones. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that leads into my next thing, which is all of the. Very uh, subtle to obvious uh, metaphors that this movie is trying to make. I'd One is the uh, – <laughs> yeah, I'd lean more on the obvious side too. One is the very much of like, look, this is what a 2019 superhero movie looks like with fake news. Yeah. Um, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. we have the whole Mysterio Alex Jones is fake as news as a villain. Exactly, he's literally like takes his whole thing. Like his whole thing is twisting the news of even his own name. They, it's just man of mystery, and he's just like Mysterio. Yeah. Like it's such this fake news thing, and then also it almost felt like a commentary on just like Jake Gyllenhaal, like him wanting to talk about what it's like. Like it, that whole scene. My favorite scene in the movie is this whole rehearsal scene that he's having because it seems like him just being an actor but being an A-list actor and wearing and a mocap like, suit yeah what it's like <laughs> him just like bossing these fucking like the costume designer around is just like are you gonna have that fucking cape ready yet Janet like Jesus I love Her it name I is Janet. love it it's so good like it's just it's Jake Gyllenhaal playing himself in that I, scene I know and this, I love that I shit. know this isn't true but I want to believe that Jake Gyllenhaal like conned his way into this role <laughs> to be like i'm gonna make a marvel movie but only if you let me shit on the fact that marvel movies are slop that the masses just eat up and that we just feed the masses this illusion. like a so co-writer on the, on the script so that's that's a thing that i always come back to every time i watch one of these fucking movies infinity war civil war all of the fucking wars star wars all the wars that disney makes the gear wars i walk out the gear wars i walk out thinking to myself to what degree is Disney just the simulacrum? Like it, like they both precipitate and respond to culture simultaneously. And it's, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. To me. Well, it's, it's like a good thing you're not a monopoly. You, you're not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like don't. It, it almost. What does it come down to? Does it come down to John Watts, the director? Is that's it the well, writers? that's the thing. Is it is it at some is it point, Kevin Feige? If you have that level of monopolization and you're an A list creative and you just like Chris McKenna, fucking the writer of Community, wrote this fucking yeah. movie. If if at, at some point. Like, is Disney just the people you have to work for? Well, so that's the whole thing. And that, you're a good writer. It's like, sorry to bother me. So that's, yeah, where, like that's I, where I was getting at, yeah. where this movie is either uh, too subtle or too overt. I feel like originally this was because Chris McKenna and even John wait, Watts, who's like a very smart and intelligent guy. I feel like the original draft for this was so on the nose. And then Feige and co were just like, like you gotta tone like, it down. Yo, we now bit. own Fox. Like you gotta calm that shit. There's down a, a there's bit. a couple of lines that it might be left over from that draft. If you're right about that theory, because like, especially that final confrontation where like Mysterio finally goes down. And, and as he's like laying down, people will dying, believe anything. Yeah, that's it's yeah. pretty on the nose about that, and I honestly didn't mind that, but I could totally see why. Well, and that's it would why bother I you. just like I it didn't. It, the thing is that it didn't bother me. I just would have rather seen it be. If it's gonna go for it, then just fucking go all in. 
The problem is that I know it's a Disney yeah. thing, so they, they can't. They did go fush, full fishbowl, though. They went that's full fishbowl. Well, so actually, that's kind of your point is kind of why I ended up loving the balance that they struck with that, because... I knew what was pushing against them going full on in this message. And I'm glad that they got as far as they did almost. Yeah. And with that said, it's not as black and white as that. Like as far as who they is, like it's not like the writers are not some sort of complicit middleman. It, it gets really murky when you think too hard about it, but I ended up loving the balance they struck because I would call a really heavy handed villain. That's trying to do a, you know, a very current super villain thing. Um, Incredibles 2. Right, right. Well, the speaking f- of Incredibles, Mysterio is Syndrome from the first Yeah, he is. A, yeah. He has a lot in... I was thinking that also. But that is... Manufacturing the disaster. And it kind of does make sense because Incredibles 2 is more for children than this is, even though they're both at least very much for children. The villain in Incredibles 2 is like the president... Of, of a company, of a media conglomerate. That's right. Yeah. And and then the like their secret message. You know, they're putting a message through the TV. Like you're mm-hmm. all like slaves oh, yeah. to your screens. Yeah, that movie. We also has a weird anti. It's like an anti Antifa undertone, right? Yeah, <laughs> because that villain is like the media is trying to control you. Yeah, it's like you. no, actually, you should like Disney. Yeah, because because you, the hero is Bob Odenkirk's fucking shill. Man. Yeah, so it's like, well, you don't like the person who's not Disney. Yeah, <laughs> so you must like Disney. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is murky, but I ended up really enjoying the balance that they struck here. I do want to talk about my main issue with the movie, particularly the first half of the movie. Um. Obviously, it was unavoidable to find out. I actually didn't read any of these articles, but I knew enough to have the Mysterio thing spoiled that he is not who he says he is, which is enough to know. Which Um, is a bizarre thing going into this movie that... The the all of the press leading up to it like went out of its way to be like oh no Mysterio's a good guy he's part of Shield and he's actually from another dimension and this introduces the multiverse. my God, like, why, why? There's so many more, like, better ways that they could have done that. Also, so does that mean, like, the multiverse, like, Doesn't people exist. didn't? No, he's, yeah, full he's full of yeah, shit. Yeah, it's still it's not necessarily fake. real. They could open it up whenever they feel like it. But, I mean, it's not real in this movie. Um, it's m- almost like Yoda flipping off the so, camera before he blows up the force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my main problem was, that's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> my main issue was not that the spoiler existed out there. My issue was that even if I had no clue of that spoiler, still I would coming. never have bought Mysterio. No. Like he's fighting these fucking, even for Marvel's standards, really generic villains that literally have no personality. Pretty whatsoever. bland. So bland. Yeah. He, Jake Gyllenhaal is, uh, when he's playing this character, he is not, I almost wish he had just gone full on good guy because that's not what he was doing. He was playing good guy who has a secret yeah. in the beginning, and I didn't really appreciate that because I already knew he had a secret, and I was like, D- "You don't need to feed it to me." Maybe the kids need well, that. Well, here's here is my journey with that specific point: is that for the first few scenes we meet Mysterio, I'm like, "This guy's full of shit. He's, <laughs> everything he's saying is a fucking lie. Like, I'm not buying any of it." But then by the time you get to Prague. And he's fighting the prog elemental, the fire one. That I really like that scene in this movie because not only do we get the the cool like stealth suit and prog just looks great yeah. with the fireworks and the carnival, um, but also I kind of 
almost tricked myself into thinking like, oh, maybe this is well, a multiverse Mysterio. You, you kind of want to. And then, but then that's exactly the point in the movie where the projector comes out of yeah. the thing. And then you're like, okay. And then uh, it, that directly leads into the bar scene where he gives him the, the, the Tony Stark sunglasses. And at that whole scene, it, it honestly, the fact that I knew that he was evil like informed my emotions of that scene because every beat in that scene, I was like, you fucking idiot, Peter Parker. God yeah, damn it. You motherfucker. I put my hands on my head instinctively and I was like, no, no, yeah. no. Well, so the fact that he gave the glasses didn't bother me because like you said, his whole thing is he's really emotionally immature yeah, he's a and kid. he trusts people way too much. That didn't bother me. What bothered me is that there was so much buildup with this character when really... I know that they needed us to convince us that at least plausibly he's a good guy, but they hadn't done that for me up to oh, that point. Oh, so, totally agree with that. Because, and also, and wait, 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 oh, one, one thing, one thing. This leads into the whole thing with Spider-Man, the, the, with great power comes great responsibility, that he... He really very shit the bet on that one. <laughs> he very blatantly rejects the responsibility. He's like, oh... Uh, the, uh, Tony Stark gave me this responsibility. Swerve, let me. Just, I'm in uh, high school. Let me just give that over to this <laughs> well, guy. Well, he justifies just it that he was like, maybe Mr. Stark didn't mean for me to beat a new Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, just okay, like, what movie did you me. watch? <laughs> he gave it to me to give to you. Yeah, that's like one of my biggest question marks with this movie. Well, is like, is this scene a key part about why the movie works? Or is it a key part about about why the movie doesn't work? Well, I think I th if anything, the glasses are a little heavy-handed. Yeah. If that hadn't been, if it hadn't been like uh, Peter, here is literally control of God powers that can destroy the whole planet. Here's Ultron in a fucking pair of shades. <laughs> I think if it had been a little less intense than that, if it had been a smaller piece of tech, it might not be so weird. I mean, it's a little wild. It's hard to imagine the Tony Stark that was like, don't get on the fucking spaceship. Like, you're not ready for this. Being like, hey, by the way, Happy, if I die, that kid that you've met once ever, uh, that kid <laughs> is going to be the, the one heir with the hot aunt. Yeah. And you know. also, the, the, fact, the fact that Quentin Beck, that Mysterio, like, we, there's no connection there. Like, we don't know this guy. Yeah, we're not like, why no, Mysterio, Peter, he's chill. Why would Peter trust him? <laughs> We've it known him for 30 no minutes. This is, well, I mean, and he that desperately also needs someone to try. I mean, he looks it's like Tony Stark when he puts the fucking glasses on. Well, yeah, he yeah. does. And that's yeah. very intentional that they yeah. kind of went with, especially even the way that, like, he has his face, like, more tilted down. Yeah. Like, it's he looks like he's trying to do an RDJ impression. That goes back to the point originally about Tony's shadow just looming over this whole movie. Yeah, which, okay, so I... I have multiple points here on, like, this whole strand of things. One is that the whole problem with Mysterio's character and why he's just not as interesting as in the first movie is that Mysterio, like, he doesn't really have motivations. His motivation is that he was fired by Tony Stark and then he recruited other people who were fired by Tony Stark. So pretty much the exact same thing as Spider-Man Homecoming, that it yeah. was people who work under Stark Industries cleaning up his they mess. They did bring up that guy from uh, the first Iron Man, though. I, I did Jeff enjoy Bridges that. Because I, I watched Iron Man later that night, and I was like, oh, it's actually, yeah, okay. <laughs> 
yeah, consistent. It was awesome. Continuity. It was just like a weird thing that was like, why didn't we like at least get? They've been better about really making you at least like try to kind of relate to their villains. Um, I want more of that. I th- Although, the way that once, anytime that you were actually in that virtual hallucinated world. It is yes. amazing. Yes. The bar scene, yeah, yeah. and then the scene... The fun house. I call the it the fun, fun house. The fun house The scene. crazy shit. It's literally like... Sure, I used to watch the Spider-Man uh, yeah. the animated show. Yes. And it's that's... Mysterio used to be like my favorite episodes on that show is because it's mind-bending. It's literally and like game, bat the, shit insane. The PS2 game, too. And so even on the PS4 game, I, too, I have a take. I world. have a take about all these VFX that you're speaking of. This is what I wanted from Doctor Strange and did not yep. get. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yep, get yep. we get it for like twenty second. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like, barely. Like, yeah, this, like this is so much trippier than anything in Doctor Strange. Yep. And Doctor Strange is the trippy movie. This is the trippiest fucking Marvel movie. Ant Man previously is. was the trippiest one. This one just took the. <laughs> it's I absolutely love insane. This whole amazing. fun house. Yeah, shit. yeah. and it's that's amazing. amazing. And that and he, he's really fucking with him. It's effective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they it, got me. Multiple times. But it also, like, works with where he is as a character. He's, like, really getting challenged on some fundamental shit. He's like, oh, my God, I'm not ready for this. And, like... Yeah. It's it's, and it's truly great. It's one of those things that you were always like you get surprised and then you're also can be ahead of him. Like whenever you see Nick Fury come up and shoot yeah, and you're yeah. like, Oh, you're still in it, dude. No, they got me at that one. I oh I was I was still just like, Man, I don't buy any <laughs> of this. Yep, yep. We still got like forty five minutes it, to yeah, go in right. this thing. <laughs> yeah. It they does just <laughs> shoot this guy in the back. <laughs> It does become an interesting, like, kid-friendly mindfuck. Because it actually is technically not kid-friendly, but you cannot hide media from kids anymore. So any, any guns are kid-friendly. It's all kid-friendly. There was a six-year-old girl. And that's speaking to what I was talking about earlier, this whole thing with Mysterio before this. That whole thing to me reeked of, well, it's, it works for the kids. I, I'm sure kids bought that Mysterio was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole yep. child audience. Yep. This shit was another level of that where it could play for kids because it's fucking nightmarish like it would terrify yeah, kids and it terrified me iron man and coming out of the grave the zombie yeah. iron man and holy it, shit and it is a really great little introduction into like psychedelia in film because kids in, in particular are putting themselves into tom holland they're like that's yeah. me i'm protagonist so to they are doubting reality like, if you're a little kid watching this, you might look around the theater and not know where it ends, yeah. where the when, screen ends. When all of the Spider-Men start coming yeah. out at him and, like, just... It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Hounding him. And it then looks piling. great. It's creative. It's smart. And then and, and then he asks Happy. He's like, tell me something only you would know. And yeah. it's like, oh, oh, he's all fucked up. Yeah, That's and then we get a fun little joke also yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Happy, uh, by quick, the way, yeah, uh, shout John, out to Johnny Fab. to Holland. Jo- oh, what are jo- you what are you guys thinking? I I, I want to do a quick episode of over under here. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Fab, overrated or underrated? Under. Underrated. Under. Okay. I'd okay. say properly rated to underrated. Okay. okay. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Think- Here's the retort. What does the average person think that that man is? Do they, no one. Do they think he was involved in the MCU? No, they think he's an actor. They don't think, think that he is actor. the man who started like, the they're MCU. They're like John Favre. Is that the guy who's making the Lion King movie that I'm seeing two weeks yeah. from now? He's also the second funniest character in this movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's right well, ahead yeah, of Martin Starry, right behind Tom Holland for me. The, oh, we got to talk about Martin Starry. Martin Starry's in third. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
yeah, he gets some pathos too. The yeah. scene where he where he sees uh, where Peter like the, messing yeah. with all the computer shit. That's a great. Scene. I was like, man. I was annoyed at, oh. at all the Tony Stark shit in this movie, That's, and now you got that me. That was beautiful. And the, the I love Led Zeppelin joke yeah. was <laughs> probably the, the biggest laugh in the theater of really? the whole movie for me. Yeah, my theater was in uproar about um, that. So if we're talking about jokes that worked or didn't work, I was not a fan of J.B. Smooth in this movie. I'm sorry. I like J.B. Smooth as a person. Do he you, seemed, okay, so he seems redundant. <laughs> like he seems like an. I'm sure he's a Love nice his charity fellow. Work. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice fellow. Um, he seemed redundant with Martin Starr. Like we didn't need to have two comedy well, teachers. That there. that goes back and to like ancient Greek like, theater. His whole thing was just like. I'm a man of science, and these are witches. And he repeated that joke like four times, and it always got a laugh in my theater, and I never laughed at any. So of the it's times. it's low comedy. I'm not going to fight with you, Martin Starr. Though, but the the co- very concept of having two silly, dumb adult male characters dates back to the original characters that were invented ever. Well, like I'm that, sorry, that's I like... forgot that you existed in the Shakespeare. Era no, every time, so <laughs> shit. I, I was gonna fucking bad. I was gonna like it, like it's just a thing you do. You just for some reason you just have a pair and it become like people like that more. But I mean, Martin Starr, JB Smith was not in the first. One. Oh no, I like no, he was. He was the science teacher. Oh. He had like one. So scene. yeah, I was like, did he even? Well, do you even do anything? I'm not saying I liked also, him. Also, imagine being a man of science in a world in which the fucking I sky know. opens up. And, I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's like Cap believing in God, <laughs> or not, or not believing How in Zeus or whatever. How much of a scientist can you be? I mean, all There's only one God, ma'am. Yeah, and he doesn't look like that. That's. Can we talk about that line? What? I fucking hate that line. <laughs> oh, the cap, the cap line from Avengers. Yeah. What? What are you, an idiot? What are those guys then? He's a. Stu- I mean, Cap moron? is a stupid man. Well, also. Yeah, <laughs> he's a dumb guy. Well, so he's we, dumb enough to wield the fucking Thor's hammer. Well, yeah, there's no intel. There's not an IQ test. <laughs> That's just about worthiness. <laughs> so that you, you guys touched on that briefly in the intro part too. The the there's now a bare minimum level of convolution entered <laughs> into the Marvel world. Yeah. That you're never going to make another Marvel movie where you can completely ignore that for five years, like half of the whole planet disappeared. You're right. They're yeah, going to have to – I'm concerned now. about that a little there, bit. Well, the reason that it was smart to make Spider-Man the introduction into this new world is because the Spider-Man li- – Yeah, the humor. Well, Spider-Man's able to address it more lightheartedly than any other Earthbound That's true. Uh, member yeah, the of the Hulk, MCU. not a lighthearted guy. No. And not on his own. Yeah, like anyone else, if they made like an old Cap movie. <laughs> <laughs> With Clint Eastwood. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's just like racist <laughs> and weird. Yeah, or it's just like a movie about Black Widow leading a therapy yeah, group or yeah, yeah, all that yeah. shit. Like, yeah, you, yeah. This well, is... they are making a Black Widow movie. Well, Black yeah. Widow, Black Hold Widow on. I, 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 well, you, I know, but I like, talk, I'm talking mid-blip. We're going to talk about the future of the MCU at the very end of the show, but there's a few more points I want to hit about the movie. One is going back to like the twist, quote unquote, of Mysterio being bad. So mysterious. Um, do we think this was at the right moment in the movie? Was could've it too came early? No, it was. I was think it, it should have come earlier. That's it my whole point. Yeah, I was like, um, the whole thing with the elementals well, lasted too. Here long. is here is what I the conclusion I ended up coming to because the concept of the passing the glasses to Mysterio scene that is a very very big movie moment scene. You know, the classic yeah. tragic decision, the dramatic irony of the whole audience knowing it's a mistake, kind of. Some maybe being fooled. Um, 
so to lead up to that, the the main ingredient for to making people believe in this narrative is time. You have to have so much time into it. That's why I wish that that wasn't the way that he gets the glasses. I maybe just thirty minutes, and he like they literally fall out of his fucking pocket, and, and he, he just, just gets them. them, and then we have a, a movie that is better. Because yeah, otherwise, are we meant to believe that specifically was his plan? <laughs> oh, Tony's plan? No, no, Quentin's plan. To get him yeah, to for, give him the glasses? Just, like, for the glasses? Because that is a hell of a long cut. He's like, okay, yeah. I think there's a kid named Spider-Man. We that have to wait for, we got to wait yeah. until the fourth elemental. At that point, there's a really cool, it's kind of a dive bar that's down the street <laughs> yeah. in Prague. You're right, though. That is an insane plan to have. It's, it reminds me of the Mission Impossible movies where it's like, no one's ever had a plan that smart. <laughs> Like, that's too smart. Yeah. Well, it's too specific. He couldn't possibly have known that Tony Stark was going to leave glasses to fucking Spider-Man, who we well, didn't they, even know existed. They address that in the big exposition dump. So that's that's one of the big things with this movie is, like, Jake Gyllenhaal gives this massive, massive exposition dump, uh, standing a Beto O'Rourke style in this fucking dive bar. <laughs> <laughs> and and he touches on all these things, and he shouts out one of the ladies who says that she found out exactly who had the glasses. Oh, okay, all right, I, I missed that. Yeah, so okay. they they touch on that. So they did know that. But what they don't what what they don't tie up is the fact that my biggest question mark it, it doesn't really go to Mysterio, but it's more back to Peter. Is like, dude. Why would you give the fucking glasses to this stupid guy? Kid, stupid little baby boy. It's just, but it's still just like it, that's it a only huge hole different. for me. I, I, it's I, just, I know it's like thematically, thematically, it kind of works because of the fact that he wants to just disconnect from being Spider-Man and like not cope with the loss of Tony yeah. and the burden that that's being placed on him because that that's set up like yeah. all of these things are, are adequately set up in the movie when he's at that benefit thing with Aunt May and his did you notice did you feel like the suit that he's wearing at the beginning doesn't fit him right Mm, the, the which the one? I was like, I, was like I fucking really hope this isn't the suit for this whole movie because that looks dumb <laughs> yeah. as I, shit. So, I do like the the final suit that he oh, like final final he makes himself. Yeah, that, I, I don't yeah. know, man. Though that really didn't bother me at all. It seemed consistent for a guy who literally does not want the glasses. He's literally like, but and it's well, also dude, clear that he doesn't he understand. Saw a drone almost gun down the fucking bus. What? Yeah, well, but why just, would you think, oh, drones? Oh, Mysterio. That's not a connection so, that is natural. Like, in his eyes, there's nothing pointing toward at all toward Mysterio yeah, being he back. He's just because think about how all these other did. heroes entered his life. It was a crash landing. Like, it was like, yeah, now all these fucking heroes are in your life. He's like, oh, there's another one that's in my life. Okay. Nick Fury likes him a lot more than he likes me. That's right. Nick Fury is a key part of this. Yeah. And we got to talk about that because there's a huge revelation at the end of this movie <laughs> Sam, that changes Sam everything. Sam Jackson calls Peter Parker a little bitch. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah. That is. That please, is bitch. He's a bitch, please. All right, so another another over under here. Samuel, overrated or over, underrated? Way over, over. Way a thousand over. He's in class. <laughs> Man, we need to oof. have you on again. Man, we have that. to bring up. That's a whole episode. What you oh, just God. said. Um, so I, to this whole point about the whole Jake Gyllenhaal thing, my whole thing was that I feel like we just took too long to get there. At yeah. this point, we are smart enough. Even if you're, like, eight, you're smart enough to realize, like, hey, there's going to be actually some kind of a twist, and it's not going to be that the big elemental monsters that are literally just, like, 
the human embodiment of fire is the main villain I'm cheering against. Yeah, this movie like, needs a bad guy. There's going to be actual real bad guy. So you knew that there – so I feel like that should have come earlier. And, and, also, and judging by Homecoming, too. Was, well, okay, and then I was going to bring up, like, so we talked about the whole, like, drone coming scene. That was, like, straight up just something out of Homecoming that, like – Peter is just, like, a little boy who's not ready for, like, the power of advanced technology is a whole thing, like, that we spend an act of homecoming doing. And then that we had to, like, revisit that again with him, like, oh, boy, oh, jeez, I didn't mean to have a drone strike on my bus. It's just, like, it's that's, one of those that's, that's comedy, though. I, I yeah, thought but... it was fine. I didn't find it that funny. I just oh. found I found it redundant to the first movie. Well, like, I didn't. Well, I didn't see it as like a a development point. I saw it as a comedy moment. Yeah, but it's like seven minutes to a two hour and ten minute long movie. Was it? It's a long scene, and I'm just like, this is fi- <laughs> like, there's just uh, this movie has some fat to it. Is my whole thing. They but all do. I, yeah, it just no, like you, movie, you need always... that scene to set up how dangerous Edith is. How recklessness can lead to like true just have him like bomb the middle east circa <laughs> iron man one Jesus. uh i had i had an, another uh quick uh couple points here uh peter tingle great good great that's joke, a good, that's big, a great fan. joke. That's funny. big fan of the peter tingle that i like the great joke like also, didn't like it until happy does it like four times on the plane <laughs> and then i was like okay that is funny it's when they keep saying it's yeah. a good runner well and it's, when he, it, he's so pissed it's like, character development yeah. for happy because it informs his relationship with Aunt May, yeah. and it ties into like one of the most genius parts of uh, Into the Spider Verse, which is knowing that we go into the movie knowing about Spider Man, yep. and that we know about Spider Sense. So yep. that's why the joke works. Also, another joke that works in that same vein is uh, Happy throwing the shield at the drone. And then being like, oh, I don't know how Cap does it. Yeah, yeah. that only works because of um, the MCU. Because you know everything. Here's so. here's another thing to throw out there: Aunt May's uh, high cut jeans. I was yes, gonna say, that booty though. Marissa Tomei corner. She's in her mid fifties. Is she no fucking way? She looks good. She's fifty three, I think. Yeah, I mean, my come cousin on. Vinny. Yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. Just to, I, I love so how weird. I love how Tony died and Happy just like swept in there. He was like, yeah. I just got it. I just got it. Yeah, it's just it's unreal to just to imagine. She's fifty four years old. Yeah, good to, for her. And to close My your God. eyes, you see in your jeans. You close your eyes. You imagine John Favreau flopping around on top of her, <laughs> oh, sweating no. everywhere. That's the only oh, thing no. I ever imagined. It's amazing. Oh, um, <laughs> just a quick little sidebar here, since I can sense that we're uh, wrapping up. Before before we get to the post credits thing, um, I like how they just acknowledge that Gwyneth Paltrow is never coming back into <laughs> yeah, these movies. Never in a thousand where they're years. happy, she's just like, I dropped this off. Pepper Potts was so upset that she wasn't going to be able to make it to this event. It's like, yeah, I bet that she was so yeah. upset. That's that her she... in one third of Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. Is really upset she couldn't a, be she's there. Got a goop. <laughs> she's got a goop. She's got a goop. Yeah, uh, she's running she a snake she oil business. Two two uh, things that are tied together. One. Spider-Man gets his fucking ass kicked in this movie, and I love that. Oh, he like, gets his shit kicked. But when he gets smashed between the two cars, I was—that was one of the only I, times in any superhero movie I've ever gone. Oh yeah. god, hit yeah, by a train. The the kiss yeah, at hit the by end. A train. Yeah, hit by a train. That's right. The kiss at the end with MJ. He's like covered in blood. Eh, where does the blood go when they're back in the uh, airport? 
who knows? Where I, are the bruises? Fine. He still it's has, fine. He still Don't has worry about it. He's got a healing factor. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Super healing. There you go. Super spider. Um, um, can we talk about how friendly uh, Netherlands uh, fo- yes. football players are? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> football fans are. Uh, Holland, which is known for having like notoriously like riotous fans that are always just like crazy hooligans. Yeah. And it turns out there's really sweet guys. Tom Holland, Holland uh, otherwise known nice. as Tom Netherlands. Mm. Seasonal depression disorder doesn't they, actually well, exist in this world. They did end up in jail. <laughs> so they did something. <laughs> no, but they're just friendly. But they're, they're cool with it. There was a riot. They themselves back into the jail Yeah, cell. that's true. They're very polite. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did want to mention, like, off of the fact that uh, Spidey gets his ass kicked, is that uh, unlike Michael Keaton in Homecoming, because Michael Keaton's just trying to, he's just trying to fucking work, man. Yeah. Mysterio wants to murder children. Yeah, yeah. He, he says wants that with his own mouth. Yeah. I I thought that was great. Yeah. And that like, it leans into the the final moments there pretty well. Yeah. Where the, the, you, the they have that final confrontation. The end of that fight where he catches the the yeah. that's fucking cool. So man. love that. That's I think top five movie moments of the year um and in terms of just like big time movie moments that worked for me so much better than the sunglasses moment because those are the two pivotal moments of the movie the big time screenwriter was like oh fuck yeah this is gonna be so good and then he's like on the ground like saying the theme of the movie as he passes (laughs) quote unquote passes we don't is he dead we yeah. don't know. I, there think was, he's uh, I think he's dead. I think the the nerdy dude from Iron Man One is Mysterio. And also, oh, he picks up the yeah. tech. Yeah, he has. He picked up Ooh. the flash drive. He he downloaded it. I like that. Yeah. He's the yeah. main thrust of it anyway. Jake Gyllenhaal and he really sent. He clearly sent it to stage. Alex Jones at the end. Well, JJJ. Also, we I, okay. Let's get into JJJ because uh, I have the, I have a some, whole movie of that. Three a so trilogy. I have. Of that. I have okay, something so to here's say. my thing about this, which it's not even really a hot take. But the mid credit scene to this movie is about a thousand times more interesting than everything. Yeah. That yes. And also that's, that, why you, that's why you're going to watch the next that's one. That's the thing that kind of takes away just a little bit from this movie is that like, I'm like, oh, these are kind. This is kind of what I wanted to. I wanted to have this kind of feeling throughout the last two hours of movie that I just sat through. So, yeah. So what's going to happen? Well, let me say something first is. Some asshole on Twitter ruined this shit for me. Aww. I knew I knew about this and I That sucks. And I knew about that it. That really sucks. Because I am so into this shit. Because all the tweets <laughs> said all the tweets said was JK Simmons is gonna be Twitter's new white boy of the month. That was it. That was but the tweet. And I read that and I was like, God, he's Alex Jones damn now. It. He's fucking. <laughs> he's Limbaugh. Fuck. He's in <laughs> Far From Home. I knew it. Like, just by yeah. reading that tweet, just because I'm so into this shit. So I was waiting for it. I knew it. It still hit great. That, it was still awesome. That, that had the biggest reaction. That blew my fucking socks off. Yeah. I love that it. fucking yeah. reveal. And loved coming it. off of the PS4 video game where JJJ is essentially this exact same Alex Jones figure. That's a brilliant. Genius. Brilliant. Because the tabloid doesn't exist anymore. Make yeah. him Alex Jones. That's what it is now. Yeah. And speaking toward leaning he- more heavily into the symbolism like you want. Next movie's going to be pretty heavy into that yeah, shit. Well, yeah, well, they're going to have reveals. to. It's not symbolism. He's Alex Jones. <laughs> so, yeah, it's literally like even the set looks like it's InfoWars. <laughs> yeah, like, he's they're wearing just the going outfit. all yeah. in. It's yeah. much like uh, no, Arrival well, did. Also, Remember? so the thing yeah. is, I'm, 
so yeah, I want some more. Give me JK and everything for the rest <laughs> of my life. JK and Jake Gyllenhaal just in everything the forever Jakes. and ever. White boys of the month. Um, <laughs> but I. What is it going to be a yeah, world where just Spider-Man, just everybody knows Spider-Man's identity? The whole thing in every Spider-Man story is this whole thing is like, I can't have people know my identity. Well, this is the last so, movie, right? So, here's Greg's pitch for Spider-Man 3. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, who has assembled the Sinister Six, which we don't need to meet the rest of. It's fucking Michael. We, got, we already got Vulture, we got two of Scorpion. Them. We, yeah, we got three of them. Bring in Tom Hardy as Venom. Who sure, gives a fucking fuck? who cares? I, it could be any of them. I don't give a fuck. He's assembled the Sinister Six. He's been in prison. So this is, this is Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, who has been in prison through the whole blip. This man now knows there are godlike powers to be had in this world, mm. and he'll be goddamned if he's going to let a lesser man have them. He's going to take control of New York City, right? And he's been in prison plotting this all this time. So he gets out. Now he knows there are only a couple of superheroes left in the world, and there's only one he can touch, and it's this kid. And this kid desperately needs protection. And so he comes to this kid mm. to give him, like, listen, you need protection. Everybody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. I've got you. I'm a good guy. Oh, Mafia-style protection. And Peter's like, you know, I, I, I trust everybody implicitly because I'm a kid. You know, I don't Sandy. know no better. <laughs> Sandy, you know, I think it's a good move. MJ, you know, I'm like, I'm in grad school now. You know, I'm a photographer. You know what I mean? And so the, somehow you work in the Alex Jonesy and, like, ripping away at Peter's soul out here in the world, like, just stirring up trouble with this man who has seized political power dubiously who's like a faux populist who's going to betray Peter. And then like what the lesson Peter needs to learn so that we can take our happy go lucky Johnny come lately, young man, Spider-Man into the melancholy or adult Spider-Man is that he needs to finally understand that like, look dude with great power comes great yeah, responsibility. Grow the fuck up. Like it, Tony's dead. You're it man. Like Captain America now is like a C-list actor. Like you <laughs> are all we've got left, and no, no Samuel Ant-Man L. Needs to grab him and just no. be like, "Look, yeah. we haven't cast Wolverine yet. Yeah, like, you got to step it yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. up." And and yeah, but that that too that it's very much like a New York centric thing that it's not a world level Ooh, threat. I just got a little hard. Yeah, not it's not a world level that. threat. It's just Spider Man, just in New York City, which also simultaneously with it effortlessly makes all the MCU shows. An actual part of the boom done. It's over. Book it. I who's writing it? Into it. You? I I'll write it. I okay. love <laughs> that Chris pitch. McKenna. Love that pitch. It won't happen. Don't think it'll happen. Here's my pitch that I think might happen. Craven the Hunter. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. Chasing Spider-Man on the run. Same same character growth. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah now that you mention it, you do have the same sort of arc there where he finally becomes the leader okay so there is one other thing about to incorporate if we're just bringing in super villains there's one moment right towards the very end of this movie where i knew that there was a big mid credit scene i thought that i was ahead of where it was going because uh what is the name who plays the kid who plays like the bully pretty much who just like shits on peter parker grand budapest hotel yes that kid um there's a point where uh, it's revealed. Oh, Flash Thompson. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have a mom yeah. in the picture. Yeah. Much like mm-hmm. Harry Osborn. Yeah. 
that we could have a, a Harry Osborne type situation. Same thing how like MJ, like her name isn't Mary Jane, but she's Mary mm-hmm. Jane. Like I'm we done could with that. have some kind of a rewriting of that character, turn him into like an Osborne. So that actually light. might have a lot of credence to it because there were, I think, two moments in the movie where it was very needlessly mentioned. Yeah, where it's just like, uh, oh, my parents aren't really around, and my mom well, is dead. Yeah, and there's there's so. one where he's like texting a parent. There's like a quick flash yeah, of his yeah, screen. Yeah. And it's like, That's hey, right. father, I haven't seen you in a or something like that. It's like I don't care. What's this in here for? It definitely seems like they're laying the seeds that he's going to be some kind of a... Okay. I'm I'm here for that. There's whisperings on the interwebs that... uh, I I also think, just because he's a fan-favorite character, that the reason that both of these villains so far have been so similar and so connected to Tony Stark is that Justin Hammer is pulling the strings behind the scenes. Oh, fuck. And um, I know who that is, but for the viewers at home... Iron Man 2's... (laughs) Iron Man 2's villain, Sam Rockwell... Yeah. Tony Stark's biggest rival, is Academy he, is he Award alive? winner. I haven't seen Sam Iron Man Rockwell. two since it came out. Yeah, he, that character is in prison. He's in the same prison that another villain is in. Wow. That so got, there's a, there's a oh, lot of shit to play with. He here. got put in the he got put in the same prison that uh uh, uh Gandhi uh Ben Kingsley got put into. <laughs> Gandhi. Gandhi Gandhi himself is in. Um. And then Gandhi gets broken out. Wow. So Hammer very well could have. Okay. Saved as well. One last quick uh little thing is uh we didn't talk about Ned. And that's uh, great, you know? and his girlfriend Betty. I don't. Yeah. I see. I like the idea, and it was I like funny. Some of the, he like my girlfriend mentioned this too because I felt like I was coming down hard, but he was going a little mumblecore, and it was almost like he was stumbling over lines a couple times, and it ruined jokes for me. Okay, and that didn't happen in the first one. He was like maybe the best part. Yeah, like, he was so funny. Yeah. I don't know. A little, I thought he was solid. A little Him less funny. Betty, they were they were like. I like the couple. Solid. I they like had... the girl. She's in uh, the Black Mirror with Miley. That's right. That's who huh. she is. Yeah, and she's okay. very good. She was. Uh, we didn't talk about. I mean, just I loved. I loved Tom Holland and Zendaya's chemistry. Yep. Like that might be just the best thing to take okay, out of this movie. Yeah, is that they killed they, it. They got some fucking chemistry. I love. They're like how awkward they are. They're like kisses and stuff. I am wondering like. I, I don't need, like, four more movies of this. At, at some point, they are going to actually have to, like, grow up a little bit. I think that maybe they have, like, one more movie in this whole, like, high school age aesthetic. Yeah. And then eventually yeah. we kind of got to grow the fuck up. Well, here's sure. the question with the next one, with your version, Greg. Is Zendaya along for the ride with Spidey hiding? Yeah. Yeah, 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 she's got to be, right? Yeah. Like, and then maybe the villain gets her. I, I Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's nice not only for the sake of feminism, but for the sake of, we've seen this a goddamn million times to have MJ have a little more agency and be a little yeah. less. Of and a she's, she's such a brilliantly written character because especially in this movie, she's like a way better version of April Ludgate. Um, <laughs> where it, it, <laughs> yeah, the problem yeah. with April, which is really murders multiple episodes of that entire show for me is they rarely peel back the curtains. And so it's just, usually it's just, yeah, I'm, I feel no emotions and that's coming down hard on Aubrey Plaza. I mean, no, it's not her fault. Her character sucks. Like it's poorly done. Uh, and then later they end up giving her pathos, giving her a relationship with Swanson. Some hot takes on this episode. That's not even a hot, I don't know. God damn. Um, sorry, Austin. Drew is on fire. I, got, I, met, I DM'd her and yesterday. I was like, hey, listen to the pod. We just did an episode on your amazing Oscar no, no, performance no. in Child's Play last week. <laughs> 
No, she Calm is. Calm down. And then she messaged me back and was like, I'm a big fan. Can't wait to see what you guys think about yeah, Spider Man. She, no, she's no. coming on to promote oh Legion. Her, her, it's not. She's a great actress. Her character's problem is that most episodes, she's just bad. She's just a bad person. And then in the end, she's like, Yeah, I just thought I would like get you a flower. Well, or Greg whatever. Daniels. And it's like, Oh, no, you're actually good. Too. No, she's still a bad person. She does horrible things to everybody in that show. But anyway, your whole anyway. Point, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Ernest, you're rushing me, and I need I need another minute on Chris Pratt. Um, you're rushing botting him. Whoa! <laughs> no, so, his whole point is that is MJ that this is a Zendaya. way better fucking version because in this yeah. movie they give her vulnerability, and you can see that she's dour, but can, not like ridiculous. And, and you can see so much insecurity peeking out of the, like the entire reason that she acts like that, which is what they should have done with April three seasons earlier. They should have been like, yeah, no, she's deeply hurting inside. Well, the main difference between this and Homecoming is that Zendaya gets way more screen time. Well, yeah. she like, isn't so even, much more. She isn't even a romantic interest in Homecoming. In exactly. Homecoming, she's it's just the other a girl. friend. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, I did want to bring up one more thing, which is the whole scroll thing at the very, very end where we find out yeah. post post. I didn't you, stay for the post. Oh, well, um, here's a here's a tidbit for you that recontextualizes the whole weird, fucking movie. Weird thing. So funny thing. Samuel Jackson and Maria Hill are Deadpool were scrolls the whole time. <laughs> are you ser- Wait, are, for real? For real? Yes. Yeah. Fucking dead for real. So so the secret invasion. Kind of, okay, but, but, no, but no, they're good. But, but they're the, good. Yeah, they're good because Sam Jackson is controlling them and making them do this because he doesn't feel like doing it. Because yeah, he's on vacation in space. It's like a twin switch movie where he's like, yeah, just like, you know, morph but into also, being me. So the scrolls know all the secret passcode language that yeah, wait, they were trying on, to wait, tell them. Yes. Yeah. It, it breaks, it breaks wait, a lot. It doesn't make any sense. Think about it. Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Which means that all of the events of the entire MCU have had scrolls in the background that means, to some extent. So that extent. means that – well, that also means that maybe all those times whenever we saw Nick Fury die, it was it was a scroll that was controlling Nick Fury. It died, and then just a different scroll took Nick Fury's fa- place and then just, like, jumped right into Did, everything. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're throwing a lot of also, shit on the Greg. Nick Fury – disappears in the snapshot was that just one of the <laughs> scrolls that are out there controlling That's Nick Fury? one of my initial snapshot theories was that we were going to find out that a lot of those people were scrolls and that no one had actually died but that didn't happen at all but uh hold on yeah <laughs> yeah, it, it, it yeah it doesn't make any so, sense so so the nick fury and maria hill we spent this whole movie with are scrolls yeah. yeah and it it almost makes you forgive the fact that they're pretty bland throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. that you kind of forget about like any sort of impact they have yeah it's just okay but, but then again maybe they were scrolls the whole but it's MCU, insane though so. isn't that insane like to just drop that so it's, that's it's not like a movie ruiner but it's it's not it's one of those things that it, that was <laughs> it's not an improver because i don't it's think the post post scene people are in my theater just like huh what yeah i was just thinking well especially when it cuts to okay. to samuel l in space <laughs> where's he in space I don't fucking he's know. On a, he's on a spaceship, but then he has, like, a virtual beach around him, and he's, like, lounging with, like, a corona, like but a commercial. But then there's scrolls. Ev- he's on a spaceship he's on a scroll ship, full though. of yeah. scrolls. Insane shit. And I think because it got, like, a laugh, and I did laugh, I was like, wow, that is wild. Like, that's a, it was like a shock laugh. But it, it gave me hints of Deadpool 2, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You know? <laughs> I was well, a poopy so, the whole time. <laughs> so, so not... So not secret invasion. 
I guess. Maybe it's I don't. Wars. I don't Who fucking knows? know. But anymore. they're good. Like, I don't know. I don't know. All I know, like his all I know is that Kamel Nanjiani is gonna play almost <laughs> certainly Thanos' brother. Being, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanos the is... character that I'm almost positive he's been cast as is, is Thanos. Does this person have a name or is this your idea? Uh, no, 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 no. For real, it's he, so he's like the perfect being. It's, who the fuck can? Also, keep up? we know that uh, Kevin Feige calls Keanu Reeves every time they do a casting session. Are he's you like, fucking kidding me? He's oh like, my please. God. Keanu Reeves no, is Adam they, Warlock. The whole thing, they better not put Keanu in a shit ton of fucking makeup because Keanu right? is too good for They're, that. Don't leave pace Let Keanu, Keanu Reeves. just play himself. But also don't movie. don't shave him because if you guys seen the pics of him shaving, it's rough. Just I told you guys, John Wick 3, look through the beard. <laughs> just <laughs> hold <wait>, on. <laughs> wait until like... John Wick 4 is going to reveal that we've been the MCU the, the entire Wiccan. time. Fuck. Wait, so does this mean that Keanu Reeves turns down every MCU movie? <laughs> Which makes him even more of a hero. Fuck. <laughs> He's the one person who doesn't want a role yes, in the MCU. I Canada. Him and Tom Cruise. <laughs> Or just staying who strong. Would, uh, who, if, if Keanu Reeves could be any comic book character... Ca- already cast or not, who who do you cast him as? Doctor mm. Strange. Oh, okay. Sorry, well, Benedict. I you're a good you're a good actor, but Batman. <laughs> so that's the most dismissive. Batman. <laughs> Sexy Batman. <laughs> Sexy Batman. Listen, listen, Juilliard over here. <laughs> listen, <laughs> Oxford. I yeah, I don't know. You're off the Keanu, team. I no, I mean Keanu's, I agree though. That's I don't a great point. Keanu's pick. smart enough to pull off. What about? Strange. That's a good point. He's a surgeon. <sighs> no, um, what if what if he's the um. What's the like the the Z- Tilda? The, yeah, what if he's Tilda? <laughs> oh yeah, Jeez. yeah, yeah. As Neo, already, Keanu as Neo. Yeah. It's already Neo. whitewashed. Why not just male wash? White male wash it. Yeah, you know? white male wash it. All right. Does anyone have any final thoughts no, on oh. Spider-Man: Far From Home? Spider-Man twenty-six. Um, I was really hoping we would get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. In no. <laughs> so. I I want to I truly enjoyed this movie. Whenever it let me down, there was one answer to it, and that is heavy-handedness. Although I don't agree with where it was to what you said, but another example is the scene where he's going through each individual member of the team and telling them what they did when they know what they did, <laughs> yeah. and they know what each other. But did. he's like, yeah. "Huh, it's a toast." Just, just for us, totally just for us. Like yeah. I said, it's. That's the for kids stuff. I think that it could have had less of that because kids are going to watch it no matter fucking what. I can also Spider-Man. buy a megalomaniac telling his own staff what they did. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> While wearing a mocap suit. To Beck, the gentle giant. Yeah, Quinton Beck. Wow, freaking grade A pimp over here. <laughs> every time That's basically they, what he did. Every time Tom Holland screamed Beck, I was like, Beck? Is that you? Yeah, and then he's like, all right, cheers. Bing, bong, <laughs> hi, ho, hello. Whoa. <laughs> Anchor drop. Okay. <laughs> all right, we well, go. thanks for listening to We Bought a Mic. Uh, this has been a podcast about Spider-Man, and we will be back with Greg next time Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> decides to If he so chooses out. to return. Always a pleasure. See, here's here's the thing. is like he didn't need to be in this movie. He wanted to mm. for our pleasure and for your pleasure, listener. He needed redemption. He was like, I signed up for this Velvet Buzzsaw movie, but this movie's <laughs> going to be a fucking train wreck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need something to rebuild my image. Um, is this better than Velvet Buzzsaw? Oh, no. Get, out, get the fuck out no, of here. No, it's not. Shut up. It's not. Um, 
All right. That's All right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Thanks for sticking around. Stick around for more amazing episodes. I this was gonna say summer, midsummer. For if there's any kids that are listening. Like, especially, like, really small children. If you like the trippy visuals in the Mysterio world, you should get your parents to take you to go see Midsommar. Yes. Take um, take drugs before seeing it. Yeah, no, we that's the thing. Um, so here's Climax. the thing about this is Check that I did, I did take a shit ton of mushrooms before I saw Midsummer, and this has all been pre-recorded because I'm dead now. Um, <laughs> I, I died. I died in the theater, and I'm also in jail. Mysterio's daddy... Zaddy, and Tom uh, Holland is baby. Yeah. Mm, any son. any anything oh. anyone would like to plug before um, we wrap up? No. Thanks for coming on, Greg. Thanks for we'll, having me. We'll have you on again soon. I'm trying to before we wrap up. Uh, I'm trying to Google uh, 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 Jake Gyllenhaal's filmography oh, like, to see. Well, while, while you're doing that, has anyone ever told you, Greg, that you look like a mix between Beto and Pete Buttigieg? Yes. Actually, no way. <laughs> yes, exactly. actually, specifically at the uh, Trump rally in Orlando, uh, as I walked around the carnival, uh, Proud Boy said, "Was that Beto O'Rourke?" Oh my Fuck. god! But the thing well, with, now I feel bad. The thing with Beto O'Rourke is that his whole thing is that he's attractive. No, well, did you see him at the debate? He looked he, like he shit. He did look like the devil. Also, the one screen cap where he's like looking down, oh like my he's doing god. a Kubrick stare. What an yeah. absolute flame When you're somebody, getting ready to speak Spanish. Somebody captioned that with, when mother won't let you go play tennis. <laughs> it is Yikes. so, his whole deal is just the most fascinating thing in the world. He, like, it's, it's not my thought, but he was doing fake Obama, and then Buttigieg comes in, and he's like, yeah. no, I'm fake Obama. Yeah, and everyone's Buttigieg like, yes, you are. Well, but Buttigieg can play piano. Buttigieg, there's also a picture so. of Buttigieg talking to Beto where Buttigieg is standing with his feet shoulder length apart, pointed perfectly out with his hips, hands on his <laughs> hips, and he's standing next to Beto, and the shot is taken in such a way that he looks exactly like Peter Pan <laughs> yeah. floating yeah, in front float, of a giant. Yeah, yeah. And it's the be- they should run together. That'd be yes. smart. Yes. Well, Beto like is a net negative at this point. Like yeah. people will turn so quick on him because yeah, they were like, like we, "Fucking idiot!" We gotta yeah. get out of here, guys. We're still recording. We gotta. Well, get out anyway, Warren. I'm voting. I'm writing in uh, marks. Yang Gang forever. <laughs> Yang Gang 2020. Yang okay. Gang. Yang Yang Williamson Man, 20. We we gotta talk to your brother about that shit. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Well, stick around for Midsummer Lion King. Once upon a time in Hollywood. We love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Thanks guys. Greg. I'll talk to you next time when I return from Columbia. Oh, yeah. Circumcise me. I hope I come back. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Goodbye. Like.